0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Open to Discussion with your host, Gwen. And Aisley. (laughs) I'm Aisley. I don't know why I said
1: Gwen. I'm Gwen. I said Aisley because I thought it was a bit we were going to do, and then I saw your face and realized it was a mistake. (laughs) We're we're keeping Uh, this. That was a beautiful moment.
0: That was funny. I'm crying. Uh, Yes.
1: Hi everyone I'm Aisley and I'm Gwen (laughs) and thanks for tuning in
0: my gosh
1: yeah um if that didn't start off with as much excitement we've got another thrilling podcast in store for you we're gonna start with a check-in we've got solicited Solicited advice Advice with Gwen Gwen and Aisley Aisley. Um, we're gonna be analyzing my dream I had last night for everyone out there you're welcome
0: um it's a really thrilling. thrilling dream
1: um we're gonna we have an exciting thing Aisley and I are going to be doing tomorrow inhuman which hasn't happened in so many years no it's just been a long time um and we're going to be talking about that and then uh we're going to be asking some random questions <laughs> We've got a beautiful quote to wrap us up with today. And we're struggling to keep it together, so. It's crazy how much, no. It's bananas how much the energy changes once we hit record. I know, yeah, it's, it's true. like out of nowhere, this like,
0: ooh. Giggly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it though. Yeah. Um, Sweet. Refreshing. It is. How are you? How are you doing? What are you doing? I was adjusting my mic. I was trying not to make noise. (laughs) You just gave a really cute, like, I'm not doing anything suspicious look. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm doing good now. I'm happy to be here with Gwen. I'm happy to be talking to all of our lovely listeners. I appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, I think I've been saying this for the past few weeks. This week's been not great, (laughs) but it's just because of stress and everything. It's nothing really um, new or anything bad happening. It's just a lot of stress. Um, But, you know, we're getting through it. I'm, my school works a little differently, so I have one class at a time, so right now it's a 10-week course, and we're over halfway through, so I'm excited to be on the home stretch, and I know Gwen just had midterms, so I know it's been busy for both of us to just exist. (laughs) Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I've been feeling really under, the, I guess not myself is a good word. I've been feeling not myself, but I'm sure other people can identify this when you're feeling kind of not yourself, but it's almost like you've been feeling that way for a little bit too long and you're wondering, oh, is this just like who I am? Because I've just been feeling kind of depressy. And uh, no, it's not <laughs> who I am, but I have been having a really hard time getting back to like
1: in a positive
0: headspace. Like, I don't know. I don't like using the word positive negative headspace because that's so polarizing, but like a more uh, neutral headspace even. I feel like I'm sitting in a very cynical, pessimistic state. Um, and I love to hear some other people's feelings on how things are going in the world, just because I think for me, that's been one of those things that have been difficult and watching everything that's happening in the world, even if it's not completely directly affecting myself or those around me, it's really depressing. And we're, for me anyway, I'm going to speak for myself, I feel like we're in a turning point in history, kind of, and we're I don't know, kind of at the beginning, I guess. And because of that, I feel like we're not seeing a lot of the progress necessarily that we want to be seeing or that we're currently pushing for. Um, And I guess I've just been kind of thinking like, will we see this? Will this be something that happens in our lifetime? Because I really hope it, it does, but it's hard to stay positive when just seems like there's so many people pushing back against progressing in the world. Um, but yeah, that's mind depressing rant, I guess.
1: I don't know. Can I reframe that a little bit?
0: Sure. Reframe.
1: Reframe how? I feel. Reframe away. Yeah, there is a part of it that is. De- a depressing rant, but I think it's a, a big, important rant. You know what I mean? Like, I think you're identifying a lot of important things. And I think because they are so important, it can feel depressing, but it's just like, there's a lot of things going on that are incredibly important. And it's like, it's impacting everyone in different ways, but it's like really like impacting you on like a really meaningful level and so I think it doesn't feel great, but it's like, thank you for being one of those people who are impacted when, I don't know, like human rights and environmental rights are not being respected. So maybe not reframing how you feel, but reframing, and here's another way how to see it. So.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think more people do need to like, be kind of impacted by it, because how are we going to even get that change? I guess it's just, I feel burnt out. And mm-hmm. I also feel guilty for even saying that because like compared to what other people around the world are having to face with, you know, or like just like, I'm in a pretty privileged position. So to feel just, to feel burnt out feels kind of... Uh, Like I haven't done it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it feels like, but I just feel burnt out. And like, you, you know, when you start going to, me and Adam were talking about this this morning before he left for work, but you know, when you start going to bed, being super exhausted, so maybe you go to bed a little bit earlier, but then you wake up and you technically got enough sleep, but you just feel like you could sleep the entire day. Yeah. Usually for me, that's kind of when I'm like, identifying when I need a a break but it's also like when are we when can I take a break right now I don't really have a an opening so but also we just had a self-care episode come out a week a week or two ago Mm -hmm. so maybe I should just be really channeling that in
1: (laughs) a listen to our podcast
0: yeah (laughs) but
1: yeah, I think that's the next step. Like first identify, boom, you understand what's going on with yourself kind of. And then it's like, now you're kind of coming up with some solutions to like take care of yourself. And then arguably one of the most energy taking tasks is like
0: actually putting that into practice. Well, I finally made a therapy appointment. I've only been talking about it for how many weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I finally made a therapy appointment And I wasn't able to get in till November 3rd, I think. But at least it's booked. Mm -hmm. It's on the radar. Yeah. Sometimes I will write. If like I know that I have a lot going on, sometimes I'll write an email to my therapist with like a bulleted list (laughs) of all my shit. So that she can kind of help me pick apart what's most important and cause I will derail a session. Like I will talk about one thing for 45 minutes and then it's like, Oh, I didn't talk yep. about any of the things I really wanted to. So I should probably do that before I actually sit down and meet with her. But you know what? I think I've also been having a lot of anxiety too. I don't know if this is um, because of my medication or whatever. So I went off my medication, my antidepressants, and now I'm back on them. It was silliness, but uh, it kind of it, I think most people who have been on antidepressants can empathize with this, but when you're on them for a while and then you're like, whoa, I'm doing great. I don't need these. And then you go off of them and you're like, Oh, I was doing great because they were helping. <laughs> so I but I think it's combined with going back on my medication and anxiety just about lots of things but um I've been feeling nauseous so much lately and getting really intense migraines that could also be just partly like the weather and like atmospheric pressure but dang I'm not really a migraine person but I've been having some really bad migraines that's gross
1: (laughs) like (laughs) I don't experience migraines but like they're nasty like they're nope.
0: Yeah, yesterday all day while I was sitting with clients like I just didn't have a lot of um energy yesterday and while I was sitting with clients I was like getting like an intense pain and while I'm doing stuff I'm just like trying to massage my neck and like squeeze the muscle under my skull. But uh once Adam came home I had him do it and that helped, but anyway, Gwen, how are you doing? Um,
1: I really liked focusing on you. That was better than oh. focusing on
0: me. <laughs> I was like, I'm taking up a lot of No, no, down,
1: take but- away. Just take it away.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. Um.
1: No, I think I, I'm good. I'm here. You think? I think. I think I'm here. <laughs> or maybe my hologram's here. Like, what is reality? Okay. Not, no, not today. No, we're not going to, no.
0: Gwen's calibrating. <laughs> Please hold. <laughs> do, 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 do.
1: Um, okay, how am I? I'm good. I'm here. There's just, I'm feeling a lot of, God, who am I right now? I'm feeling a lot of energy. Like there, it, it's been uh, midterms this week. So it's been um, heavy and intense. But also, I've been feeling really spontaneous this week, which was nice and a good break. And so there's been a lot of like yay energy that I've created. Um, But then there's also been a lot of like stress in my life right now. And there's just a lot of different elements. Um, I have reading week next week and I'm already like... (laughs) it's busy. It's, it's busy, but it's good. Busy. It's things that need to get done. Uh, and then I'm just excited to have a little bit of time this weekend to see, safely see friends and family and do some fun things. We'll talk about that a little later, a little foreshadowing here, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. And it's funny because I think sleep is a really big indicator because you mentioned it too. Like, it's a like, It's a flag of being like, hey, something's maybe not right. And for me, I notice, I often notice when sleep isn't going well, but the funny thing about sleep for me is when I'm A, either really stressed and have a lot of like, I'm feeling a lot of pressure, I have the most realistic, vivid, wild dreams and I'll wake up. And I'm like, oh, this was this here. I had that. Then I went this, and like, I'll often like try to tell someone about it because I think it's so cool, and I don't want to forget it. It's so so weird, but the way I often describe it is, I don't know if any if any of our listeners are um, have ever been to places that have like high malaria cases and need to take Maladrone. Uh, I think that's what it's called. But when you're on malodrone, you will have the most vivid vivid dreams ever incredibly wild. Um, so powerful. And that's how I feel when I'm stressed, anxious, or nervous, or like feeling a lot of energy. Um, so I think it's it, it's kind of fun to like reflect on it. And I had a dream. And I think I said this to you and Adam when we were facetimeing last time. A few weeks ago, I literally had a dream about a problem I had. And it was like, in it, I was like, Gwen, you just need to do blank, 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 blank. blank. And I woke up and I was like, "Hmm, let's see if dream Gwen is helpful. I did blank, 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 blank. And I was like, wow, problem solved. Good job, Gwen. <laughs> so uh, Freud, have a field day with that. Uh, but I think for me, one of the biggest things is I'm a really touchy feely person I love human contact that's like how I connect with people who I'm close to people who I love and with COVID obviously like I'm not doing that because of a safety and b safety um it's just both the same thing I was telling AK I'm like I really miss like hugging my parents like it's like it's hard for me like I really miss that human contact with the people I love like even his parents right and like I was doing the dishes and he hugged me from behind and I was just bawling oh.
0: was like, ah.
1: so I'm missing human contact but we brought out one of our, our winter blankets which is super fuzzy and so whenever I'm feeling human contact I'll lie on the blanket and like pet it <laughs> um so yeah I think that was one of the ways that I wasn't expecting this to impact me, but it is, and here we are. Um, what else? I made carrot soup from carrots from the garden. That made me very happy. Soup? Is that a
0: hot soup or a cold soup? Yeah,
1: like a ginger carrot soup. I put lentils in it because. Is it
0: hot or cold?
1: Uh, hot. Sorry, yeah. What's it called? Gazpacho. What? That's not what it's called.
0: Gazpacho.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the cold soup, like the Spanish soup, it's
0: called. I, I, well, I think it's from a series of unfortunate events, like the movie. Um, I think they had like cold cucumber soup. Yeah, and I was like, that sounds disgusting.
1: And there's like tomato soup. Anyways, there's a little like watermelon. Tomato
0: soup is hot, I thought.
1: Yeah, but you can't have it cold. Like,
0: you, what? no.
1: what's this called? Sorry, this is going to bother the life out of me. Ooh, I
0: really want chili. Maybe I should make chili tonight. Though you kind of have to let chili sit. I guess I would have to start making that like now. Gaspachio, I was right. Good job, Gwen. Proud of me. I've never had it. Probably because I would never eat cold soup like I know myself, just the thought of that sounds disgusting. It would hit my lip and I would gag. I'm weird about food.
1: Yeah. I mean, it depends. Like there's also, they call it watermelon soup. It's not watermelon soup. It's like, I don't know now I'm going to get hungry and I've frozen fruits in front of me.
0: You know, what's interesting is in daycare when I was like really little, they would tell us, Like that they would make rainbow soup. Okay. Okay, rainbow soup. Have you heard of rainbow soup? No. Yeah, neither have I because it's not fucking real. (laughs) It was tomato soup and they told us it was rainbow soup to get us to eat it. And like, (laughs) I remember being a kid and like being like, I've never heard of rainbow soup before. And then eating it and thinking like. But wasn't it just
1: red? That's not a rainbow.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember like what the, I don't know why they told us this and it didn't, it wasn't effective because I still did not eat the rainbow soup. Cause I think I was smart enough, a smart enough child to realize like, no, this also tastes just like tomato soup.
1: (laughs) What a weird memory that that just brought up. Not weird as in like weird, but like weird that that, that's how they approach tomato soup.
0: And also, I remember at daycare, like, if we didn't, like, I don't like carrots. I've never really liked carrots much, just eating raw carrots. Mm-hmm. And like, they would get so upset if we didn't eat carrots. So they would like, be like, well, you can't leave the table till you eat your carrots. And it's like, why are you forcing kids to eat things that they don't creates like? such
1: a weird connection with food? Like that means you're re- like, it, that impacts your relationship with food for the rest of a, your life.
0: I have a really horrible relationship with food, to be honest. I associate food with weight. That's always what I associate it with. Mm. Which obviously is not a healthy association to have. Because food should just be nourishment. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Your childhood memories.
1: Also, um, a fun discovery I made this week about myself. Well, I don't know if I made it this week, but I was only able to accept to myself this week was that I often overeat like you know the like oh like overeat to not feel pain I will literally do that and like I will feel so sick and I will continue eating and I'm like my stomach hurts and he's like stop eating I'm like no I'm just gonna keep going and then he was <laughs> like why because I, I would wake up feeling so sick like I'm about to throw up because I just had like two meals at like 10 o'clock at night mm. he's like what are you doing I'm like
0: I don't know it feels good and he's like but doesn't I'm like no
1: Anyways, not why we're here today.
0: Um it's it's hard to unless you're modeled like a really healthy relationship with food and you know like because I think about that a lot. We're trying to be healthier with our choices, which I mean is healthy nice is um healthy in the terms of I'm like eating whole foods. Okay. So like trying to not eat out as much and trying to like, you know, like we don't, I was gonna say, we don't use dairy. That's not true. We don't, don't use cow milk anymore. We've switched from cow milk, um, which was really hard for me. Cause I, it's, I don't like milk that much, but I like it in cereal and whatever. I have a really hard time with food transitioning to new things because I don't know. If the texture is not perfect, I'm weird about it. But yeah, like cooking using whole foods and making it taste good requires you to know spices. If you don't know that, it's really hard to enjoy food that is good for you. I think anyway.
1: Yeah. We, we should... Um move along just food no i'll get okay oh. yeah we can do that oh no what were you but gonna say Sorry. i was just gonna say we could have a whole episode on just like food I how know. how maybe we can improve our relationship with food and maybe that might help other people but that i know food true. can be a really um activating subject for so many people for so many different reasons so yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: um Speaking of giving advice, I'm so glad we mentioned that. Here we are to Solicited Solicited Advice Advice with Gwen and Aisley. Woo! That transition was a train wreck, but you're welcome.
0: (laughs) So Gwen's going to read us our listeners' uh, email uh, question today. Um, And once again, guys, just our people, um, humans, if you don't, let us know if you want your name in it. We are just going to go with it being anonymous unless you tell us explicitly that it's okay. We put your name in. So if you're hoping that we put your name in, make sure you tell us that. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. just clarifying. Take it away, Gwen.
1: All right. Um, hi, guys. I've been liking your advice. that I'm already off to a hot start. Hi guys, I've been liking your advice that you give and I wanted to see you advice what you might give to see what advice you might give to me. I'm going to slow down. Lately, I've been feeling really bored and having less hours at work and not being very socially or intellectually stimulated. But my biggest late issue, my biggest issue lately is procrastination. This. Um, nothing gets done. Or if it does get done, it gets done super last minute. For example, laundry or even work documents. How can I procrastinate less? Also, I just want to see to let you guys know a little bit of um, disclosure. If you don't already know this, I struggle with reading and public reading makes me so nervous. So this is me using this space to try and improve that. So <laughs> It's not like.
0: <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. For anyone's like they're not professional, I'm like, yo, you. This is not. What well, I'm just gonna have my tea continue. So recap. Tea
0: cup. Holy moly.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Your girl's thirsty. Um. <laughs> just recapping. Um. So this person's feeling really bored, having less hours at work. Um not really feeling super socially or intellectually stimulating, which makes sense given COVID, um, but really struggling with procrastination. Um, if it does get done, it gets done super last minute. And then he gave, they gave laundry and work documents as an example. And they're asking, how can I procrastinate less?
0: That's a great question. And I definitely procrastinate a lot. Um, I guess, so for me, like, right now, I feel very busy. So it's more not, well, no, I still procrastinate, even though I'm very busy. Um, I, to be honest, I have not come up with a foolproof plan, because I still procrastinate. However, the best thing I've found for myself is to create a... Ooh, actually, I have a few things now that I'm thinking about it.
1: ooh, I'm excited. Maybe it might help me. <laughs>
0: um, so f- for first of all, I have a whiteboard um, calendar, like one of the ones you buy at Walmart. That's just literally a whiteboard, but it has the calendar like already on it. So you don't have to draw it in every time. And then that I have on our front door. So you, I see it before I leave every time. And I have a section for work, I have a section for school, I have a section for um, my social life, and I have a section for appointments. And it's color-coded, which for me, I, I like love. that. Um, and I find having it in a place where I see it all the time. I also have all my due dates for school, or I did, my cat tore it to shreds because I just put it on a piece of paper. But so now it's gone, but I did and having it there like before I leave like in a place where you see it all the time I find really beneficial because then you're being reminded um I also got a what do you call that a book that you write your stuff in calendar agenda planner. yeah a planner (laughs) yeah agenda a planner that thing um but I didn't just get like you know I mean, you can get any money you want, but I, for me, wanted something that would be aesthetically pleasing. And I find if it's not set up properly, like if it's not set up in a way that I find is useful and helpful, I won't use it. So I spent like a good hour at chapters, like looking through planners to find one that one I found was pretty. And also that was the layout was good for what I needed. Um, So I use that. Mostly I use that for my clients, but um, nonetheless, it helps just to be able to have that. And I bring it with me everywhere. So it's with me on the go so I can be mindful of what I'm doing. Another thing which seems not really to do with procrastination, but for me at least, it really helped was... If my house is kind of cluttery or messy, I have a really hard time getting down and sitting down and like relaxing and doing my work. Like for work, for school, I, even if I'm, it's not me cleaning, I would, it would just be like, oh, the house is really messy. So I'm not going to do work. I'll watch Netflix. (laughs) Like, doesn't make sense, but that's what I would do. Um, So I like reorganized with the help of watching the home edit and Shauna and like honestly that really has helped me stay a bit more on task um but like this week I got completely off task last week I was off task too um I was kind of behind with where I wanted to be and I think in those moments it's also just remember to be gentle with yourself we can't be perfect and, you know, once the one week is over, try to do better next week. If you don't, well, try again the next week. It, it's, it's not a perfect science. Yeah. I don't know. I think, what, do you, what do you think? I think
1: that's some really good uh, good tactics. And I was, like, taking mental notes. I'm like, hmm,
0: yes. Have you, have you watched the home edit? Yeah. Okay.
1: okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not finished it, but I've.
0: Right. I yeah. Think we spoke about this last mm-hmm.
1: time, too. Um, you've either come to the right people or the wrong people. We, we get you. We are procrastinating. Hmm. I think most people are procrastinators. So.
0: I think a lot of people are, but I also know, and you know people too. Remember in school, there would be people like we had this one classmate in our SSW program, and she, within the first like two weeks of a semester would have almost all of her assignments done for the entire semester. And the profs would like, be like, no, you can't hand that in. It's great that you have it done, but like, we haven't learned the material yet. (laughs) Yeah. And I can't even imagine being that on top of my shit. I just, but I think that also has its own drawbacks. Right. And I mean, that could have been due to like anxiety, like who knows? Yeah. But I know that there are some people who are really on top of their, their stuff. Yeah. And it, it's when you, especially when you see people that are doing like, just, they have a, a plan and they're just going through it and like, yeah, this is, you know, get everything done on time. This is how I do things. It's kind of almost envious. Cause it's like, Whoa, I like, how, how do you do that? But I think it's a bit different for everyone too.
1: Exactly. And I think that's one of the things, like what might work for us might not work for you. And so when I'm feeling really overwhelmed, but I have stuff, well, first of all, let me say, great that you acknowledged that procrastination is something you're struggling with. The awareness around that really important. Also, it also sounds like things are getting done. Like even like work documents, they're still getting done, it sounds like, even if it is last minute. Uh, so that's good. It might not be ideal situation, but it is good. Um, so some things that I do, I know, listeners, you can't see it, but I have, like, due dates and papers, and this, I have one paper that's, like, just things I want to do, um, like, over reading week, and, like, I've scheduled things, but what I, I normally would write to-do lists and now I've started writing goal lists because to-do mm-hmm. lists makes it for me sound not fun, not cool, like what a drag, but goals, I'm like, I can work towards that. I can do that. And so like, for me personally, I'm reframing a lot of things. And so like, I'll literally write down goals, underline it and <laughs> write my goal list just to make me think about it in a different way. Um, but also when I'm feeling incredibly overwhelmed, I will start with a small goal. That's easy and really rewarding. Like, okay, this might not be for everybody. Cause it is like yesterday when we had like 10 minutes, like in between clap, like in between break, I write, wrote my goal list of what I wanted to do that day. One thing I wrote down, repot plant. 10 minutes, I made my tea, repotted a plant, came back upstairs feeling good because I could cross one thing off. And uh, it was small, it was easy, it was rewarding. But another thing for the things that I don't love doing and that, yeah, go Before ahead. Before you
0: continue, just on on that note, I I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive that there is like legit science behind that like what you're saying of, I don't know about the goal thing but that is a good idea but like when you cross something off a to-do list or a goal list like starting off with something really small to to get going because it's like once you cross something off it's almost like an adrenaline that kind of kicks in and it's like yeah it sparks those little serotonin things in your brain and you're like oh yeah I did a good job yeah it's let so me do something rewarding else. yeah it really so that's is a really good idea
1: Yeah. So I'm a huge crosser offer. I am self-identified as a crosser offer. (laughs) Um, But also, so the things that I don't love to do laundry. And so I'll often wait till I have like one clean underwear for the day and then do a bunch of laundry that night or that day, whatever. And so I will then do all that long. Well, I, AK and I, we do that at laundry. It's not just my job. Mm. Um, and so I will to fold it. Cause the, the folding is the, for me, the hardest part, but the most rewarding once it's all put away and like in its home and very organized and folded. What I'll do is I'll dump the laundry basket with like two loads of laundry worth on the bed. And I, I'm like, I'm not going to sleep. I'm not moving this laundry. I cannot get under my blankets until the laundry is folded in where it needs to go. And so like, I will, if it's something I know I struggle with, I'll like inconvenience myself to make sure I do it. Um, but other than that, like, drink lots of water while you're doing this, <laughs> just in general.
0: And take breaks like, yeah. while you're doing stuff. Don't be afraid, like, if you're like, ugh, like, I'm really hating sitting at this desk doing work right now, like, don't be afraid to just, like, get up and go do something fun. Honestly, I've never been much of a walk person, but I really am now, and I find um, if I get up and go for a walk, it, like, wakes me up again, and yeah. I can come back and kind of approach something with kind of a fresh set of eyes, and mm-hmm. I find that's really helped if you have someone to go on a walk with, that's great. If not, I would challenge you to, you know, it's always fun to listen to music and, or like a podcast, maybe- Or this
1: podcast.
0: Um, But try to take a walk sometimes and like purposefully leave your phone at home. I do this um, more often than not actually when I'm taking Xena for a walk and I find not having the access to the phone, like I just have to be present on everything around me. And I find that really like, I always feel a lot better after I do that.
1: Yeah. And it's like finding little things that might work for you. And I know that feels like a cop-out answer for me right now, but ultimately that's true. Like if you hate, if you try and hate everything we say, don't force yourself to continue doing things that aren't going to work for you. Like some things are hard and some things are not fun to do, but maybe find creative ways that can make it a little bit more enjoyable. Like if you're vacuuming, slap on your headphones and listen to your favorite like rock music or whatever and jam out. Like
0: for me, cleaning is my, when I get to binge any podcasts, I've been not able to listen, like not able to keep up with. So I use that time to binge podcasts. And if I'm all cut up in my podcasts, I use my Spotify um, Discover Weekly, and then we'll see what kind of new music I can find. Um, but yeah, procrastination is such a tough thing. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people struggle with it. I am only now in my master's degree starting to be like, hmm, maybe procrastination doesn't work as well as I thought it did for me because I was always the person who was like, yeah, I procrastinate, but I, I do my best work when I'm like last minute under pressure. I get good grades, but I think that's also like had I planned ahead of time and put more effort into it, I probably would have done better possibly and also just avoided the unnecessary stress stress of having to stay up late at night or early into the morning to speed, write And research things. Um, And it's taken me a long time. Like I'm 24 and I'm, I'm literally just starting to implement things into my life to stop procrastinating, but just take it slow. And you know, don't implement a bunch of new things at once. Implement one new thing, see how it works. If it does good, keep it, pop something else in there. If it doesn't work, just Goodbye. throw it to the wind and try something else. And uh, you know what? Also <laughs> coming from the person who has so much laundry on my floor that I need to do my laundry really bad. Um, I'll do the laundry but I don't put it away and I I want to but for me like I can't even get like even if I dump it out on the bed and tell myself like you have to if you don't fold all this like it's all on the bed I'll just put it all back into the laundry basket after I have a really hard time with laundry yeah I don't have any advice for you on that but maybe Gwen's inconvenient inconveniencing method would be beneficial for that
1: also I just want to point out a few things. You also shared that you're feeling really understimulated socially, I'm assuming because Mm -hmm. of COVID and that really can impact you. Like don't discredit how much of an impact that can have on you. So I would just recommend you being gentle on yourself. Like do like things, things are going to get done. And if not, that's okay. That's what I'm just, yeah. <laughs> and also maybe have a fun intellectual challenge. Like I don't, I, I, I don't know really what your situation looks like but maybe um, finding a cool documentary that will spark some thought for you or having a, a conversation about something that maybe isn't draining but is interesting so like, if you want to be stimulated, maybe you can talk to your friend about what they do for work if they're really passionate about and love talking about it. So maybe you can learn, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, cause I get it right now I'm being like incredibly intellectually stimulated but like socially, well, I, I've, I ha- I've gone out of my way to try and like connect and be a little bit more social and it really does impact you. So you're a human with lots of different facets of your life, but ultimately they all interact together to create your experience. So there's a bigger picture and you got this. Little pep talk, talk, you got this. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, I I agree I, I don't think I really have anything else to add to that I think it's pretty it's pretty unique to each person but hopefully some of the things we suggested are of use or a little bit helpful at least um, and you know if, if you figure out how not to procrastinate
1: let us let know us know <laughs> and any listeners if you guys have like, this magical solution that works for you please let us know
0: yeah yeah I sometimes when you hear other people's ways of getting out of their like procrastination funk or just anything yeah it's just like whoa I've never thought of that that's so interesting and then hey maybe it works for you too
1: Mm -hmm. I hope that was helpful And if you guys have anything you want advice for or a new perspective on open to discussion podcast at gmail.com or open to discussion pod on Instagram.
0: Nice. That just rolled right off the tongue. That was
1: fantastic. That was like the only thing that I said eloquently today. (laughs) So if it was going to be anything, it was going to be this. Um, are you ready to put on my dream, your dream analysis hat and I'll be the dream describer?
0: Yes. I always want to be able to make that sound like a, but I'm not very good at it. Sorry yeah. for anyone. Exactly like that. Like, yes, but I, I can't, like I can just, oh, I just spit everywhere. Okay. I'll stop. Um... <laughs> yeah. So Gwen's going to tell me about her. Okay. So a little background. Um, we've done this together before just yeah. for fun. <laughs> And I really like analyzing people's dreams. Disclaimer, though, I am not a dream analysis. I'm not a dream analyst by profession or like trained or anything like that. So this is with my like knowledge and Google. Actually, I'm using using an app this time because the I have a go-to dream dictionary site, and they were like, "Hey, our dream dictionary is down," but try on our app so I am anyway anyway I just want to say like if you're like that's not what that means well maybe it isn't but to some people it is so
1: um I'm excited for this we haven't done this in a really long time and I've been having a lot of spooky woofy fluky dreams. what did you find this one spooky no this one was just funny so Aisley already kind of knows what it is This morning, when I woke up, I literally rolled over, went to my phone, found Aisley on my contacts, and voice messaged her. And I can't remember what I said in the voice message. Do you remember what it said?
0: Do I have it still? Can I play it?
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If you can play it,
0: that would be. Here. Hopefully, you let me know if you can hear this. One sec. Good morning. I just wanted to say hi and
1: voice note you my dream because it was super cute. So I had a dream. Adam was... You and Adam were doing like a
0: photo shoot and I was there holding like the reflectors, the light and just like um, touching up makeup. I don't know. I was holding things, making sure things were good. And it was in this like beautiful like mountain area and it was super freaking cute. And I don't know. It was really nice, though. It was
1: cute. So thank you for having me a part of your your photo shoot dreams. My dream. I don't know where this is going. Okay. Wow. Uh, I did not like listening back to that.
0: No. I really, loved it. I, really I was like it. half
1: asleep still, and like, ooh, thanks for having me a part of your photo shoot dream. Well,
0: it's my dream. Okay. <laughs> Your laugh at the end was adorable. I was just like, man, I could tell that you had just like woken up too. You sound tired in it. Yeah. But, uh, so
1: my dream for for the listeners who want a little bit more depth to what that was. So this was an incredibly vivid dream. Like it was like I was there in real life and it was like the realest reality. Yeah, that's how things work. And so... I'm closing my eyes just so I can picture it. It was like a rocky, beautiful mountain. We were close to a cliff and it was like filled with evergreens in the background, but it was like moss and grass and rocks that we were on. And it was like super, super vibrant, dark greens and like gray rocks and some brown from like wood. Gorgeous, stunning, like take me there, please. Uh, and- Adam was this like professional for Adam Aisley's partner professional photographer like killing it with this giant I'm assuming like DSL 5 looking camera and like on the ground taking photos in the air taking photos and I'm like holding this giant like reflector for him and he's like instructing me of like how to take photos properly uh like to to be the assistant and uh Aisley was there being this, like, gorgeous fucking model, just, like, one with nature. And uh, she was... I I don't know if she was... I don't know if you were naked, but I know you weren't fully clothed. And it was just, like, this gorgeous, like, photo shoot. And I was, like, I just remember being so happy to be a part of it. And we were somewhere really woodsy, not, like... In, a, in an area with people but I remember having this feeling like we were being watched but not in a weird way it was like wow this is a beautiful thing that's happening and I get to be a part of like watching it and experiencing it and that was like the feeling that I had and I woke up feeling like so like wow so I just quickly voice noted it and here we are dang
0: so, so as I already forewarned Gwen, like- Based on this stream, there's not a lot of like really meaty things to pull out from it. So I'm just gonna give you a rundown of some of the bigger. Can I uh, yeah
1: say what I think this stream was? Yeah. So um I'm exposing myself here and you in a good way. So Aisley recently just took this bomb photo shoot uh with like a pumpkin and like a cool dress very very themey, very spooky very cool and uh
0: I carved out a pumpkin and put it on my head
1: okay that it was an artistic masterpiece (laughs) you are underselling it for the people anyways gorgeous and I have been very excited every time you post a new one of the shoot and I think before I went to sleep I saw like, I, I was just checking Instagram, and I saw one, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Little, little sleepy Gwen fell asleep and had a dream that I was able to be a part of the next one. That's so I funny. I just was, like, manifesting more. I was like, give me more <laughs> dreams, or give me more photos of Aisley being this freaking goddess. Aww. And you're uh, so sweet that's what I thought so I literally was just excited when did you post more today or was it yesterday that you posted another one Uh,
0: today this morning yeah so I was very excited when you posted another one like this is what I wanted yeah yeah no it's I've got a few more I believe whoa was that you yeah what happened I don't know a big door just slammed in my apartment building not in my apartment, but some, somewhere down the hall. Mm. The privacy is real. <laughs> um, okay, so. Tell me. Um, so obviously, like, one of the focal points is the fact that we're on a mountain. So a mountain is symbolic of either an obstacle of great difficulty or an achievement. So if it's an obstacle of great difficulty, depending on where you are on the mountain, apparently is correlates to where you are in that journey. Wow. However, if it's... Great achievement? If it's great achievement, I'd, I don't know. <laughs> like it, there's really not uh, yeah. much on that. Um, Though it says if you see yourself standing on top of a mountain, um, it it symbolizes overpowering another person with a similar rank or position.
1: No, we weren't on (laughs) top of it. We were like close to the top, but on the side.
0: Okay. Um, And then um, I figured I would just look up nudity, nakedness, because you had me naked in your head so or potentially possibly actually <laughs> <partially naked>. so <laughs> cannot confirm um, or deny so nudity or nakedness in dreams typically okay here's some buzzwords that it gives real true without false attitudes exposed natural stripped of outer mask um so it could be a compensation to what is going on in daily life. Are you very guarded and unwilling to let people see the real you? Or are you feeling embarrassment as a result of a mistake or emotional reaction? But um, It's
1: like that would all be applicable if it was me.
0: Yeah. I uh, said encouraging you to maybe you're encouraging me to become more open with my feelings. <laughs> I sure. don't know. Sure.
1: Um, Turns into a therapy session for you. <laughs> Just text me every morning, be like, Gwen, what should I work on today? Literally. Um,
0: and then it goes into like, if it's nudity in terms of sexual nature. So I'm assuming that's not it. Um, I woke up too soon. <laughs> Could have happened, darn. Um, and then friends or friendships in the dream um, refers. Typically to happy news, welcoming news. Um, if it's a friend that you're currently friends with, okay. So I'm so not
1: applicable. Were...
0: <laughs> if it's a childhood friend, then it's um, like regression or child childishness or difficulty letting go of past. Um, but since that's not the case, I would say it likely symbolizes happy news. So that if we're gonna like link two together I'd say the mountain is likely then more synonymous with achievement oh um okay and then also, also lots of
1: but I have been crazy excited for tomorrow so I think that maybe probably influenced like a huge part of like having you there
0: for sure um then you talked to talk about like pine trees Yes. which is um apparently a good omen it symbolizes resilience endurance and immortality happiness rebirth and renewal but it's a negative omen if there's furniture made out of pine which isn't the case i just thought that was funny
1: that's weird very specific Mm -hmm. this is this is making me feel good
0: yeah so it seems to be like it was a good dream which it sounds like it was it was a good dream yeah that's i mean there's really not much else i can pull (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's very interesting. That's very cool. Um. I know I've had I've had reoccurring um dreams. Apparently, well, no, not apparently. I have. It's factual in <laughs> my my dream memories. That, and this is a weird one. Where someone is taking someone or groups of people are taking a shower in my house but not turning on the fan and it like creates water everywhere. And it's like destroying the ceilings in the roof
0: and water is uh, like water on.
1: damage. Sorry. And I'm like, Oh my God, am I afraid of my house getting like water damage? And so, uh, but it is just interesting. And uh, yeah, I've been having some cool dreams and I had a really random dream with one of uh, one of my friends. Well, AK and our friends, aka my friends, that we were on a double date. And um, one of the friends got really mad at me because I picked the wrong color. And then like literally two days later, <clears throat> we saw them on a hike. Like we, we went uh, walking with them and I told them about it and they thought it was the funniest thing ever. Uh, so I think going to start sharing my dreams when they have people in it more often
0: yes that's a good idea sorry I'm looking what up. did you find? find water uh it's not letting me like it, I'm having a hard time finding like a specific that would fit more with the shower theme but I came across seeping water and it was uh leaking water from a crack in a wall in a dream means adversities and distress caused by a brother or an in-law
1: Richard what (laughs) the fuck
0: or AK's in-laws but that's from a thing from the water in the wall so that's not really the same um shower water maybe shower Shower water yeah okay you're making a face sorry Um, seeing someone in the shower in a dream is a symbol of exposure or intimacy
1: no there was just like 50 big burly men in the shower like, I can't
0: find what does 50 big burly men in
1: the shower mean (laughs) but it wasn't even like an exciting 50 big burly men in the shower I'm like get out of my freaking house you're destroying it please and um, I just left
0: i'm still looking one sec okay i just like but they weren't
1: even they weren't even naked they were like fully clothed
0: okay so within the spiritual world of dreams a shower represents awareness of your spiritual well-being and it's an act of cleansing the inner self. If dream, if you dream of other people showering, it suggests that you need help. You need to help others with important decisions in their lives. It's so random. I get, maybe you need to help a lot of people. Since Specifically,
1: of- big burly men from like yeah. Colombia or something. What? I'm pretty sure my, that dream was me in Colombia. Like I, I had this like massive mansion with AK. And there was like hundreds of people in the house. And I remember being pissed. I'm like, it's COVID. And he was like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't know this was going to happen. But like, we're having a wedding here now. I'm like, I'm not ready. He's like, it's not ours. And I was like, oh. And then he's like, I'm, it's happening. So like, if you don't like it, like, you should probably leave. And I'm like, I left.
0: Yeah, I, re- I remember you telling me about that dream. <laughs> if you don't like it, you should probably leave. Okay, bye.
1: I mean, good advice. But I'll just... Was- not happy.
0: <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be happy either. That's funny. Okay, should we get on to the random questions?
1: Yeah. Did we want to talk about tomorrow?
0: Oh yes. Yeah, sorry. Give a little
1: teaser. Give of, them course, a little... of course, of course. Because we've mentioned it like six or seven times. This is yeah. how we get people to listen to the end.
0: <laughs>
1: so, as you know, AK and I are fianceed up. We're engaged fiance fiance um engaged to be married you might say I would say that (laughs) have you seen the princess bride yeah a long time ago yes
0: okay what I was gonna do that marriage but if you don't know princess Bride, it'll just sound really stupid
1: but it was good um I appreciated it and so I've never been the, the typical, like, ooh, I'm dreaming about my wedding the whole life. There was even recently, what I mean recently, I mean, within like the last five years, where I was super opposed to marriage, where I was like, it's a jank institution that really doesn't benefit your life. And it's just, anyways, a lot of- uh,
0: That's when I met you. That's the yeah. of your mindset when I met you.
1: Very strongly. For me personally, I didn't really care what other people did, but for me, I was like, "Not today, it's marriage." Um. So, anyways, uh, a lot of growth have ha- has happened. <laughs> Sorry, hiccups. <laughs> and we're getting we're we're now planning um our wedding, which is kind of crazy in the time of COVID. There's a lot of uncertainty. We don't need to get into that. What's exciting is tomorrow I have a full day booked to look for a wedding dress. And um I I'm I'm excited, but I'm also very nervous. I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about it, but I'm really excited because the first appointment I have, I have three, is in the morning and because I really wanted this to be for me this experience is more about like family and friends and like connecting with people than it is about me and my dress which I guess is kind of weird. But now during COVID um it's going to we're we're doing it really safely like there's procedures for the stores and like I've texted everyone like a big seven-page essay um before tomorrow. So tomorrow morning I have A.K.'s mom and A.K.'s sister. I'm only allowed to bring two people to each appointment um, at one store. And then a few hours later, I have Aisley and my friend Madison. We're going to be at another store. Um, And then after that, I have my mom and my aunt at another store. So
0: It's going to be a big day.
1: A busy day. And I'm excited. I'm excited to put dresses on and feel pretty.
0: So have you do you have any like um styles or so I if you've listened to the podcast you probably may know that Gwen is a bridal consultant I am so you have the language to be able to describe what you want so tell us what are you looking yeah, for yeah so a-
1: in a nutshell I don't know because for what me a large nutshell <laughs> What a large nut I am. (laughs) It, I don't know, because I know a huge part of the wedding just for many, a huge part of the wedding for many people is like their outfit, what they look like. And I'm like, all I care about is having people there that love me and that I love and we eat good food. Those are my things. I could show up in a potato bag and people better be like, wow, you look fucking great. And I would be like, yeah, I know. Um, I think also working in this, um, like in the bridal industry, I'm like no idea because there's so much pressure, but it's exciting. So I think I'm like, I'm in between two camps. One camp I either want to be like, wow, super sexy, really tight, like, here are my curves, here's my body, you're welcome, world. But I don't like to be inconvenienced. Like I like to move. I want to dance. I want to climb a tree. I want to pick up a K for photos. Like, I cannot do that. In like. fitted dress um
0: are are you still planning on having two dresses
1: no well well okay so we're we're not um so yes is my answer we are getting civilly married and like the courthouse signings um a week whenever at some point might not even (laughs) be close to but then we're gonna have a reception this is where we want People to come, people to party, people to dance, people to eat. And we can party and celebrate our love given COVID restrictions. Um, so I, I will want like a really low-key dress, something that still feels bridal, something that still feels nice and elegant and fancy. It can look like a summer dress. It really doesn't matter for the um, the, the civil courthouse signing one. But then I do want like a bit more of like a fancy, like a typical like wedding dress. I really like the boho style. I don't want it to be white. When I mean white, I mean mean like white, white, the white where it almost looks blue. Because traditionally that, A, it doesn't look good with my skin tone, B, that symbolizes things that I don't want me to symbolize.
0: You're not pure. You're not a virgin.
1: But it's like, that's not what is important about this day. Like,
0: yes, it is, Gwen
1: like
0: you if you're not a virgin when you walk up there you're gonna burn. walk up where
1: I'm not a walking up anywhere
0: altar. no there is no altar so well, then you're sp- good exactly then you can have whatever thing. color you want you're um, exactly
1: but I do like blush champagnes mm-hmm. ivories like I still want it to look bridal but I mean anything could be bridal if you wanted to even like a fucking neon green dress do you? Um, Or it doesn't even need to be a dress, just potatoes. And I like boho style, I think.
0: I can see that for you.
1: I like a line. I still want to be, I still want people to look at me and be like, wow, look at her. And I don't mind showing some skin. I also don't mind not showing some skin. I think I need to feel comfortable in the dress and I need to feel Like, I can climb a tree if I wanted to.
0: Do you feel like you'll just know when you know? No. Okay. No. That's good to know.
1: Because, like, I don't plan on making any decisions tomorrow. Okay. Like, I want to try, like, I'm open to falling in love. But, like, I'm very much wanting it to be practical of, like, what styles do I like? What shapes do I like? What don't I like? Yeah. But mainly I'm just excited to to see people and have them be a part of this experience for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm very excited.
1: Yeah.
0: I've been awaiting. This this moment. Yes. Yes, it's going to be fun. I'm excited to see all the things that they have. And I'm like, I'm just excited to see what kind of styles. Like, I just feel like you never know, right? Yeah. Like you could throw on a style and it'd be like, whoa, there you go. Mm-hmm. Secretly, selfishly, I hope that you pick a dress that like I'm there for. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so... We're probably going to be talking about that later on at some point in the next few episodes.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: But the first bridal appointment that I went to that wasn't trying on things at my shop was really disappointing. Have I told you about this? No. Oh, okay. Well, it was before school started. It was just AK and I, I wanted one last little like hurrah before school.
0: The bridal consultant was really freaking rude to AK. Do you think it's because you brought him there? Like, I know some bridal places don't like it when you bring the guy. With
1: I asked you. beforehand. They said it was fine. Oh. But also it was. It one in a smaller town. He I, I, oh. don't, I don't know. Also, just there was a lot of factors. That could have been it, but. I was so disappointed that that was AK's first experience with that because he did not have a fun time. He wasn't even allowed to speak anytime. He was like, Oh, that looks really nice. She was like, Well, it's not your opinion. Like, it, like, I'm like, AK would be like, Oh, could we try maybe a dress like this? I think she'd look really good. And she, she was like, uh, She doesn't like that style. And I was like, Actually, I do like that style. I think that would look really nice. And she was like, we're not, we don't have it. We're not trying it on. That's not your size. I'm like, also she recommended that I wore Spanx and I was like, fuck you lady, no.
0: That's, I mean, like bad experience, but also like, bitch, do you not realize that like this could be your commission? Like maybe be nice.
1: (laughs) But I think that's the problem because I work very differently like I'm really really bo- body body positive when people bring in their fiance when people like I really try to have them a part of the experience I will talk with them I will make small talk she did none of this for AK when I was in the room changing he was dead silent and he was like um so like what like how many dresses are we able to try on she was like it depends And then when I come out, she'd be like, oh, my God, you look beautiful. And she said, I look beautiful and everything, which was a fucking lie.
0: Mm. Like, don't lie to me. Well, it will with your clients. Will you tell them like, like, not you, this looks bad on you. But like, will you be like, "Mm, this doesn't really.
1: So I don't say anything until I read them. And they will let you know when they're uncomfortable or not feeling the dress like in their body language in their words this isn't the one I don't like this part of it I don't like that I feel uncomfortable and so when someone says that I'm not like oh my god you look so good I love it can you see yourself walking down the aisle in this but also we told her we weren't having a traditional wedding and so she asked like six times was it in a church and I we we both were like no for the eighth time it's not in a church and then she's like, Well, when you're walking down the aisle, and I was like, There isn't gonna be an aisle. And she was like, I thought you were getting married. And I was like, oh.
0: Well, yeah, that's why we're here. <laughs> like, mm, that's frustrating. But
1: I'm excited to have better experiences. And I think a little bit selfishly, too. I'm interested to see how other people work in this field because, yeah, that's fair. That taught me a lot of what I should be more aware of, of what not to do because of how they came across. Yeah, no, there was nothing that I was like, I want to do this. It was just very not nice.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Totally fair. Yeah.
1: So that's that's probably my highlight of the last few weeks. Looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, me too. Um. Okay. Yeah, that's all. That's good. Now, question time. <laughs> I got it um. out of my system.
0: And of course, we'll update the listeners on how it went and yeah. what our experience was. Hopefully it's a good experience, but if it's a bad one, we'll definitely give you all the gossip on that. Yeah. Okay. So I found this book. My, my grandma has been cleaning out the farmhouse and she gave me a bunch of my old diaries and this book, which is called More Coke or Pepsi, um, which is just a, a silly little book that you was for like preteens that I bought in a scholastic order from school if anyone oh, remembers those, <laughs> yeah um I do have it filled out a little bit but uh, some of my answers were very silly and like I was like who was I I don't know but some of the questions are just like really random and I thought hey that could be fun give it to me okay so What do you like in your H2O? Lemon, lime, or nothing?
1: Nothing. I'm a basic kind of gal.
0: What about you? Oh, um, nothing. But I do like occasionally when I go to a restaurant and they stick a lemon in my water. I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you. Fancy. Yeah. But stick a lemon and a lime in my water. That would be cool too. But typically nothing. Have you ever been on television? I think so why what was it for I think when we were really
1: younger we went to uh like I was probably like seven or eight a nursing home and we did like a caroling service thing there for like two hours and small town things people were like oh my god cute little children with cute little old people we must get this (laughs) that's hilarious yeah okay but also like I think uh doing some volunteer stuff in in high school uh i was the volunteer like coordinator at my high school and often like i would arrange volunteer events and different community activities and uh, i don't know what parts of interviews were ever used but i know i had to sign off a consent form for it potentially going on tv so i don't know what came about that
0: Hmm. what about you Nope, never. <laughs> um, okay, in a long line, do you look at your watch, mumble aloud, or wait patiently?
1: I don't know if I really identify with either of them, any of them, but I think I will wait patiently because I don't like confrontation.
0: I'm, it probably depends on the line, but either wait patiently or mumble aloud, or look at my watch. It just depends on the line, to be honest.
1: All of the above.
0: <laughs> Banana. Banana nut bread or banana cream pie?
1: Ooh, banana, banana nut bread. Never banana cream pie. Cream pie.
0: No, that's Adam's favorite pie. Is it? It is.
1: That I have to consider things now about Adam that I didn't want to.
0: (laughs) Why don't you like banana cream pie?
1: I don't know. I don't think I've ever really had it, but I think (laughs) thinking about the texture of that and the color, Makes me think it's like banana flavored. That's artificial, like kids' medicine, and that
0: like. You can definitely get banana pie, banana cream pies that are very sweet and like. But you like if you get a homemade one, that's yeah. good. So banana or banana nut bread. Both. What you can only pick one.
1: If we ran in an apocalypse, banana. It, banana. It can be that you can do everything with bananas.
0: That's true.
1: I think I would pick. Banana bread. Not a bad answer.
0: Um, <laughs> OK, let's see. Gwen, what's your favorite kind of meat? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's so mean.
1: <laughs> one that wasn't alive at some point in its life.
0: I just I have this video on my phone of Gwen cooking AK dinner one time when I was at her house. And she's cooking, I don't know what you were cooking. Chicken? I don't know if it, it, maybe it was chicken, but I took a video of her and like, it's very funny because she just like looks at the camera and she's like, oh, not with the meat, and I'm like <laughs> exit out of the camera screen. I would do that. Um, well, I guess I did do that. <laughs> you did. Okay. What's your least favorite word or a word you don't like?
1: I don't know. I don't mind moist, but I don't love it. But I think that's just the trendy thing.
0: Um, I never understood that either. Moist doesn't bother me.
1: Moist, moist, moist. You're welcome. I apologize to any (laughs) of the listeners right now that want to like shut this podcast off. I don't blame you, but please don't. Um, Sharpie. I never really liked the word Sharpie. Really? It's just a weird thing for me. Interesting. Or scratches. Anyways, what about you? Let's talk about anything but me right now. Uh, fleshy. Oh, I don't what, no. Next question. We need to move on. This is not okay.
0: Okay, okay. Um... <laughs> okay, what have you planned that became a disaster? <laughs> Everything.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think many things haven't gone right, but I don't know if I'd call things a disaster.
0: That's fair. I don't really have one for that either. So we can. (laughs) Um, Do you feel like you're in control of your life? Yes or no? No. Yeah. Okay. That's a legit question. Uh, What about you?
1: You can't just ask me them.
0: Right. Yeah. Um... I mean,
1: I guess you could, but I don't want that. I want to hear you.
0: Right now. To be honest, no, I don't feel like I'm in control of my life. Um, Okay. Literally, this book says, do you have a profile on MySpace? No. It's very old. Um, Okay. What's a lesson you've learned the hard way? It's important to put yourself first. Oh, that's a really good one. I think that I'm going to steal that one. That's mine too. Um,
1: oh, that was deep. <laughs> that was deep.
0: What is, oh, wait, what would you like to be doing 10 years from now?
1: Interesting. Cause that's, the the doing is uh be productive to be happy but not being because that is being happy um what would I like to be doing I would like to be doing something that fulfills me makes me happy and I think right now the way I see that is uh counseling therapy working with people connecting with people and like in enriching lives
0: that's a good answer I feel like for me, it would be, I hope at that point to be in 10 years, I hope to own a house. Um, I hope that I'm working in my field, like you said, working with people, counseling, doing therapy. It would be amazing if in that 10 years, I was able to open up my equine assisted psychotherapy Ooh. center. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. That's, I guess that's my hope though yeah okay what kind of student are you great so-so or not so good
1: Ooh, there's not really a lot of I would identify oh a part of me wants to identify as great and then a part of me that's really self-critical wants to identify as so-so and I think sometimes I'm very much in between
0: yeah me too I definitely would not I'd say I'm more so-so What's the worst fashion mistake you've ever made?
1: Um, I don't make fashion mistakes. I make fashion choices and people like them or they don't. Okay.
0: Okay. okay. Get the cameras
1: out of my face.
0: Okay. Damn. All right. All right. <laughs> um, what about you? Hey. I'd, so, this is one that I actually filled out. And in uh, worst, musta- worst fashion mistake you ever made, not matching shoes which is, i a, a choice. mad at myself for writing this because for a lot of my elementary school years and part of my high school years, I would always wear like different colored shoes. So like, That's I, would, awesome. I would only wear Converse, but I had lots of Converse. And so I would not wear, so you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know why I said that was a bad mistake. That was not a bad mistake. Past Sounds experience. great. Yeah, you're dumb. Jesus.
1: gentle easy now <laughs> yeah
0: okay um okay uh let me find another fun one uh, <laughs> do, 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 do. some of these are just really silly like have you ever had something stuck in your shoe yeah yes duh
1: hello two people who like live or grew up on a farm hello yeah
0: I ran around barefoot um what's your favorite room in the house
1: oh it depends for what activity
0: my mind went to a specific spot but I
1: don't know (laughs) I think I think I, I think I am gonna say the bedroom because I do everything there everything Except for get stung by bees and build robots. That is not allowed to happen in the bedroom.
0: Do you poop in the bathroom or in the bedroom?
1: You don't need to out me like that sometimes. <laughs> you don't know me.
0: Uh, that's funny. I think Only on mine- Thursdays. Sorry. I think mine's the living room because when I think of the living room, I think of like sitting on the couch with Adam and like smoking together, Cute. chilling. Yeah. Um, okay are you an adventurous eater I kid you not I put yes
1: Ainsley no you didn't I did. are you trying to convince yourself
0: I think so I don't think I was honest with myself when I was writing this but like if you don't know I'm a not adventurous eater I'm a super picky eater I'm like a child so childhood me did not understand but adventurous meant apparently
1: uh, I'd say I'm adventurous
0: yeah I think so um okay let's see <gasps> who's your hero I put Corbin blue that's not no longer the case but
1: I don't know if I have heroes
0: okay who's who's a role model
1: Ooh, that you would look <clears throat> Honestly, I think Deb. I've learned so much from her, and I think she will always have like a very special place in my heart. Um, that was one of our, our professors at Algonquin. I love you, Deb. Um, yeah, that was one of the first people that just like came to mind. Also, Miss willotion I love you so much. She was. She was more than just my math teacher in high school, Um, but yeah.
0: So teachers. Yeah,
1: just I've I've gotten a lot of like love and support from people that in unexpected places because it's like, sure. Yeah, okay. I'd say I I look up to them a lot.
0: Oh, that's cool. I, I have a really hard time identifying role models because I have people that I'm like, oh, wow, like, like Marilyn Manson to me, it's super inspirational. He's a super intelligent guy. Um, Like, you know, for a lot of reasons, but not just like socially, politically. um, Like, he's just very intelligent. But do I want to be like Marilyn Manson? No, he's got a lot of issues, too. (laughs) so yeah. like so like i don't know like i have lots of people or like Brene but Brown. i don't think I'm a like, role
1: model means you want to be them i guess right it's just like I, something you admire about them
0: i guess i admire people who can be authentically themselves without giving a fuck because that's what i've always dreamt of doing it and like want to do but yeah
1: i guess yeah that. that's deep anyways
0: okay uh just a few more questions thick thin Sicilian or stuffed crust
1: the fuck is this
0: Sicilian body head.
1: types I don't know
0: what it was pizza pizza
1: oh girl I'm so out of the fucking pizza game
0: I guess I guess thick thin Sicilian or stuffed
1: Oh my gosh, if I could have a stuffed crust pizza and like the cheese oozes out and you're covered in like grease and like you don't even know what it's coming from anymore. That would be nice.
0: <laughs> stuffed crust is good, but thick crust is my favorite. I think Ugh. it's too much. That's not right. Because like I want
1: to get full off of more than just the crust.
0: The crust is the best part. Hmm the best part of the pizza
1: I was always that person who loved the vegetable toppings more
0: (laughs) I I just love the dough I love crust and if it's a really good crust like like if I'm full like if I I'm feeling full but I really like the crust I will depending on who I'm with I'll ask like do you mind if I just like pull the crust off of a few pieces you can ask just the pizza part Adam's always down for that so that's nice the uh, okay let's try to find a good one to to go out on uh, can you name all of santa's reindeer
1: rudolph donner blitzen dash mm. dancer prancer How many are there
0: i don't
1: know did i say dashing that's a dog i think i heard dasher
0: um let me let me actually look that
1: up okay hold on you look it up i'll think
0: oh you've missed a few yeah
1: dasher dancer prancer lancer Okay, hold on.
0: Well, there's 12.
1: What? I got like seven. Okay, Rudolph, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, if we're counting Rudolph, I guess.
1: Well, would you not count Rudolph? Is there a reason not to? Is he not a reindeer?
0: What is the name of the 12 reindeers? In traditional lore, Santa Claus' sleigh is led by eight reindeer.
1: Eight? Okay, then I wasn't...
0: Which has which doesn't include Rudolph. Um, but okay. I just want to yeah.
1: confirm which ones I have and don't have. So four, five, six, seven,
0: eight. Where are they getting twelve from? Okay, so there's nine with Rudolph included. Okay, Dasher. Uh, yes.
1: Dancer. Yes. Prancer. Yes. Vixen. Yes. Donned, Donard, Donald, Donned, Cupid.
0: It's, it's Donner or Donder.
1: Donner, Cupid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Blitzen or Blitzen? Blitzen. Blitzen.
0: You're missing one.
1: Rudolph then. Yeah. Donner, like it's a Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Slancer moment.
0: So you know Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Cupid, Donner, and Blitzen.
1: I don't know what the mm is. I think That's I give the one up. you don't know.
0: Okay, it's Comet. Yeah. Comet! Yeah. Ah,
1: damn. Comet, Cupid. Okay, uh, I'm not, I'm proud of myself. That's not bad.
0: Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I am, um, yeah, in, in like, like technically Rudolph isn't, like that was just a made-up thing. Well, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It was around, just, you know. <laughs> around Christmas. We were making up things around a a,
0: a made up thing. <laughs> I mean, where do we, who's drawing you know a line here? And I think we can talk about the fact that Santa's not real. Yeah. Can we? I don't know. Well, I just said it, but I want to tell a little funny, at Thanksgiving dinner, I almost let slip well i kind of did i said something like santa's not real or something like yeah that. that's not
1: letting it slip that's straight up
0: just <laughs> and then literally like the one of the kids eyes was just like hmm. and everyone was just like literally i think it was adam he was like satan satan's not real i was like yeah yeah satan you know satan's not real and i i think it was my little cousin miles he was like yeah Satan's not real because he, he's a super science that science guy like he he believed in God for a while and then he's like it doesn't make sense science says this and this says anyway we won't get into that but he said something about like it was just very funny I have a hard time not to
1: good for Adam to uh save the freaking day
0: <laughs> yeah yeah he was on top of it thankfully
1: do you want to hear something funny that I think you might like yes so not too long ago uh I was talking to my parents and we were talking about like German names and I made a joke about like not a joke I made a comment about like Ludwig being like a very I'm German by the way guys this is hello Gwen um and so
0: if you listen to the true two truths one lie episode
1: you'll be just as confused as I am so Okay, Gwendolyn is a very British name because my dad's British and and his family is also German. My family is German. But it was something easy that Canadians would be able to say and Germans, Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn, whatever. Not a big deal. Just basically change the W for a V and call it a day. But would you like to know what my mom wanted to call me? Yes. And she has a little bit of anger, I think, towards my dad that he got the final say of what to call me. My name would have been Hedvik.
0: Okay. Hedvik.
1: Hedvik. Like, I fuck with it because it's like very German, like really like shows off my pride and my culture and like my heritage. But also, what would my life be like if, if I was a Hedvik?
0: I don't know. I just know even with my name, I grew up very self-conscious of my name because no one could pronounce it. I was a very anxious child in class and so like I always knew in a new school year okay the teacher's gonna fuck up my name and then everybody's gonna look at me and this is and then I'm gonna have to correct them and so you may have gotten a lot of that so if you were an anxious child at all you probably wouldn't have enjoyed having that name but I think
1: because of how I grew up like there was a for me at least a lot of people were mispronouncing my name anyways and like just Gwen. Yeah. Cause yeah. like, if you say Gwen, it's harder to say in German. Um, But if you say Gwendolyn, it's easier to say. And so like, I, I just, I always knew depending on who I was introducing myself to, it would either be Gwen or Gwendolyn. Um, yeah. I don't know. But also like, because I did grow up around like grow up, like I had like my uncle, his name is Wolfgang and <laughs> like oh um, you have you do you have an uncle named like wolfgang i'm like i literally do yeah um
0: is that how you pronounce wolfgang
1: wolfgang in german yeah how,
0: can you say it again wolfgang no
1: oh wolfgang. Wolf gunk
0: Wolfgang.
1: yeah it's a, but the visa w so it's like wolfgang,
0: wolfgang. oh wolfgang. okay okay
1: um yeah i guess maybe i'm putting too much emphasis on like in the back but there is really a w- wolfgang um yeah, but I think that experience might have been different for me because of the language aspect of it. Yeah, maybe. But I was like, would I be more of a badass? Because, like, Gwendolyn is very, like, soft, and, like, often people are like, oh, it's so regal. But if I'm like, yo, and AK was like, you would have been Hedvig, and you would have wanted to be with, like, a Ludwig, and you would have never dated a brown boy like me. <laughs> I was like, I think there's some underlying issues you have with like explicitly German names that you need to look at. (laughs) Cause I don't think my name would have really mattered who I fall in love with. But uh, maybe it would have, maybe it wouldn't have. But I was just like, would I be more of a badass?
0: That's funny. I mean, you could always change your name.
1: I could, but I like Gwendolyn.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair.
1: But also, I just, you are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's. That's exciting.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say. I think I've picked one, but I don't. I haven't decided for sure, so I'm not going to give an answer of what it may be because I haven't made a full commitment yet. But yeah, it, I I found out the person who I thought was my dad is not my dad. Um, it's okay though because I I didn't have a close relationship with the person who I thought my dad. I thought was my dad like we didn't have a relationship really at all so it wasn't really it was more of a shock for my family to be completely honest but um I have his last name I don't really want to take um the family's last name like my family's last name for personal reasons um and so I'm going to invent a last name I love that give myself a last name so now invent I I'm trying to pick something that other people don't have or very unlikely but that's hard so I have a list I I'm hoping to cha- I want I want to actually change it like by next summer
1: that's exciting yeah you can sleep on it over winter
0: yeah yeah.
1: Names, man. We hold a lot of meaning in them. We do. We do. Yeah. Um, speaking of meaningful things, November is our month. Uh, we have a really meaningful episode coming up next that we are going to put a lot of and have been putting a lot of thought, energy, effort, and love into. And I know we talked a little bit about it last episode, but what's it what's it officially called history month canadian uh,
0: indigenous history
1: indigenous history
0: month i think actually canadians might only dedicate one week to it but i think i don't know i can't remember exactly because i saw both uh, a native history month and a, a week but we're celebrating the month <laughs> mm-hmm. you should just celebrate all the time for yes
1: this. but um
0: we essentially thought it would be a really good opportunity to bring some awareness to uh, the history of like Canadian colonizers and their role in colonizing Canada. Yeah, and and the um, but not with the focus on them. Like no, just you know, be like
1: re-educating the facts that exactly. many people might not know. Because and- I'm. Know-
0: Mm -hmm. in in my elementary school we definitely did have some indigenous studies but like it wasn't really like we didn't learn about all that
1: and it comes from like a a a white lens yeah yeah like that is the context of it and it's, it's it's not accurate not true yeah
0: so we yeah we feel like it's with this platform whether even though it's not like a a massive platform, but with the platform we have um, and our ability to like reach some people, we want to
1: create awareness Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and maybe have some information that has been misinformed. And I think this is something that we're really passionate about. I know it's something we're really passionate about because we've been talking about it literally for months Um, and we're really excited to...
0: No, I think it might be important to say that neither of us are Indigenous.
1: Yes, yeah. To
0: our knowledge, to my knowledge. Well, actually I have my, my 23andMe done. I'm not.
1: I'm definitely not.
0: Um, but regardless, so we're, we're going to approach it, obviously with as much care and love and compassion as we, we can. Hopefully we um Achieve that yeah uh, hopefully we don't get things wrong um because we are planning to like try to really like dig into it and and give everyone a a good base of information Mm -hmm. but um as always if anything if you think we should know anything if whatever you should let us know Um, because we want to know Yeah,
1: Like, it's important for people, I think, all over the world, but especially when we're in Canada, um, to know about the history of Canada from the lens of the people who were here before us.
0: And some of the things that are still happening, like in Nova Scotia, they're dealing with Or even up
1: north, like access to yeah. drinking water and like diamond mining
0: do you know what's happening in nova scotia though right now
1: yeah with the the fisher the yeah, yeah the, the, the fishing fish. mm-hmm. yeah but again like i only know like i th- it, it's hard to find information that isn't being really pushed through a specific lens
0: yeah i follow this th- this um I don't know if it's a person. I don't think it's a one person, but this uh, page on Instagram, um, I think it's called Decolonize Yourself, okay. I think, but I could be wrong. And um, it's run by like people of color, color, indigenous people, like they're people who are involved in that. So I try to um, like look on there to get more like information. From that lens, like from the yeah. lens of the people who it's actually happening to. Um, but it's just awful. It's really upsetting. It's disappointing. People don't believe that those types of things still happen. Um, and also, the, I mean, we'll talk about this next week. But yeah, even but within the foster care system, like things are still not.
1: 100%. And even just in general public, like racism is still like alive and yeah. thriving, unfortunately. And we need to understand it from not only like a person to person level but also from like a systematic and systemic level because things don't just change overnight and awareness to these issues like the first step to change is creating awareness mm-hmm. and like we're by, we're not a savior in this process but like we want to know that we are contributing to positive
0: and purposeful information
1: yeah yeah
0: and we also were super privileged in our ssw program to be able to take part in multiple um what what were indigenous workshops workshops but they were run by indigenous elders from our community and i have oh my gosh like what a beautiful culture I'm just i'm getting literally goosebumps thinking oh my gosh like a lot of goosebumps thinking back to that time um but yeah, just a beautiful culture that should be more represented. Yeah.
1: And and there's so much diversity even within. Yes. Like, it's just, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. And if you want to talk about it, or if we miss something or are misinformed, please, please, please let us know. Um, you okay? Oh,
0: I almost choked on my spit. Oh, no. <laughs> I was getting ready to say something and I... I was just going to say, if there's anyone who is Indigenous or knows someone who's Indigenous that has a lot of um, information to share or comments to make or awareness to bring, we would love to speak to you. And we would love to have someone like a, someone who represents the Indigenous community on the podcast to be able to talk more in depth about it at some point. Um, yeah. So if you know anyone or if you are one, let us know. Come on down. Yeah. Um, so in that, with that said, we are going to, our quotes for, of the quote of the day, quote of the week is going to be from an Indigenous person uh, who's also Canadian. His name is Wab Um And he says, no, we can't essentialize any one community to one experience. Much like in the Indigenous community, we don't want to be reduced to one voice. We should also acknowledge that the immigrant community has this huge diversity of experience. And scene. Um, and so Wab Canoe is a director of Indigenous Inclusion at the University of Winnipeg. He's a CBC broadcaster and a Canada Reads pa- panelist, and he's also a hip hop artist that's awesome. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. Uh, if you want to get hold of us, if you have something you want advice with, you can contact us at open to discussion podcast at gmail.com or open to discussion pod on Instagram. Give us a follow, send us a message, whatever. Uh, Don't forget to rate us and review on Apple Podcasts. And we really appreciate you guys listening and tuning in with us. It it means a lot.
1: Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, guys. And we'll see you next week. All right.
0: Bye.
1: Bye.